Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. It's time to roll your sleeves up and get your hands dirty with Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. And hello and good morning. You're on Dirt Radio with Colin. We're broadcasting live from Swissier Studio in Collingwood. Dirt Radio is a show sponsored by Friends of the Earth Melbourne, so check us out at www.fo.org.au. This is the big day tomorrow for Friends of the Earth and the Lock the Gate campaign, the first day of the Parliament in 2016. A great opportunity to send a strong message to your MP. After years of campaigning to protect a renewable energy target and stop the invasion of coal seam gas, we're now at the critical point of our campaign. I have Lee Eubank with me today. Lee is the campaign coordinator for Yes to Renewable. He has been working hard all over Victoria to help and promote renewables and a fair energy transition. Also, we have Kate here. Kate is from Healthy Future and we will chat about the health impact of fossil, fossil fuel on our community. Hi, Lee. How are you doing? Good, Colin. How are you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm great. Thank you. Could you quickly give us a recap about where we are at the moment with this coal seam gas industry in Victoria? Yeah, sure. So um, what we've seen is these big um, energy companies, you know, they're looking for a quick buck. They're happy to sacrifice communities and the environment. And they've had these um, exploration licenses for coal seam gas and unconventional gas. Now, the problem with that is that it requires fracking, um, and we all know just how damaging that's been in the United States, um, in parts of Queensland and New South Wales. So, you know, what Friends of the Earth are trying to do is, you know, mobilise the community, build up the community's power, and encourage the state parliament, the Labor government, to do the right thing and to ban this really destructive industry. So tomorrow you're organising a rally. What do you expect from it? Yeah, sure. So the Daniel Andrews government, you know, they were elected with a commitment to grow renewable energy. They were elected with a commitment for an inquiry into the unconventional gas industry. And what we're hoping to do tomorrow is to demonstrate that there is strong community support for the best outcome on both issues. So community members, they care about Victoria's energy future. They're tired of pollution and fossil fuels. They want a renewable energy-powered future. So by rocking up on the first sitting day of Parliament for the year, we're hoping that all MPs, whether they're government MPs, whether they're Liberals, Nationals and Greens, we're hoping that all of them will note the strong community support and take the right action. Why is it important for all the communities around Victoria to be part of tomorrow's rally? Yeah, sure. We have such a strong coalition of interest. Um, we, you know, we've got farmers coming up from the west of the state and from Gippsland. You know, we've got the Secretary of the Trades Hall coming down. Um, people from the Latrobe Valley, which has been, you know, which has been on the coalface, the literal coalface of yes. energy production in this state for for decades. So, you know, wind workers, people affected by coal, you know, across that whole spectrum, we've got community members. 
Who do you have as a speaker for tomorrow? We've got a few speakers. Some of them are quite interesting and um, unusual. So we have the Shadow Minister for Renewable Energy, which is the Liberal MP David Southwick. And I believe this, wow. is, the, this is the first <laughs> time a Liberal MP has spoken at a Friends of the Earth event. This is amazing. So, you know, we are seeing quite um, you know broad support yeah. across the parties for good outcomes when it comes to energy. And, you know, we're, we'll pay close attention to what he's got to say tomorrow. But, you know, we're hoping that all parties can agree that Victoria should be clean um, and green um, rather than a, a fracked land. Um, we've also got um, Luke Hilakari from the Victorian Trades Hall to talk about renewable energy jobs and the opportunities of getting energy policy right. We've got Wendy Farmer from the Latrobe Valley um, she's been on the front line, um, you know, after the, the the Hazelwood disaster, which was the state's worst ever, um, you know, major pollution event. Um, and we've also got a farmer, um, a sheep farmer, who has been living, you know, under under the the threat of um, of a, a coal seam gas license, and he's he's tired of it, quite frankly. So, you know, we're kind of covering all bases. We're going to have. Yeah. Labor representation, Liberal representation, and Greens party representation. So everyone's going to have a chance to put forward their perspective. We we had a great win like last week when when we heard that AGL finally back of Gloucester, so they wanted to mm. to do some fracking in Gloucester community. Do you think it might help also like politics in Victoria to take the last strong decision to ban to ban coal seam gas? here when they see that uh, big corporation just backing off from the project. Absolutely. So AGL, you know, they're the largest energy company in the country and their decision to withdraw from this polluting and destructive industry, coal seam gas, it bodes well for the Victorian gas field free campaign. You know, Daniel Andrews, the Premier of the state, um, he should note that the community want this positive outcome. And the corporations, they don't want anything to do with this fuel. So the Premier, it's up to him. He's got the decision to make. Um, I'm quietly confident that the government will make the right decision and that they will ban coal seam gas. Um, there is a precedent for this type of thing occurring um, back in the 1980s. You'll be pleased to, to know this, Colin. Yeah, um, definitely. Back in definitely. the 1980s, um, uranium, uranium mining was banned in the state by the government. So there is a precedent. We're just asking the government to do do the right thing. What is your solution to save jobs and create a cleaner cleaner future here in Victoria? Yes. So obviously, you know, when the energy system is, is transitioning from a yeah. polluting fossil fuel-based one to a clean renewable one, there is, you know, the issue of jobs. Um, some sectors will be having less jobs and others will be having more. Um, what we're trying to do is to grow renewables um, as rapidly as possible. Um, you know, when we grow renewable energy, we've got work for the, the wind workers out in Portland who are building the towers, the big yes. towers that hold the turbines. Okay, so that's been built in Portland. So it's really like local jobs. Yeah, absolutely. Local jobs, good local jobs. Um, we've got some unlikely um, supply chain beneficiaries, such as Olex Cables down in, um, in Lilydale and over in Tottenham in the west. Um, and so they're, they're manufacturing the electrical cables that connect these wind turbines to the grid. So, you know, 
from from um, the towers all the way to the the wiring, you know, there's a whole spectrum of jobs that are created in this sector. And with the decline of auto manufacturing, the state desperately needs alternative opportunities for manufacturing workers. And a strong Victorian renewable energy target from Premier Andrews will create those job opportunities. What is the current uh, rate at the moment here for Victoria? Okay, so Victoria doesn't actually have a renewable energy target. Oh, wow. So um, Australia yeah. has a national target, mm -hmm. and the Tony Abbott government slashed the target by 20%. So, you know, the, the prospects of this exciting new industry were curtailed by the Abbott government, and we're calling on the Victorian government to follow the, in, the, in the leadership of the ACT and South Australia, both of, both of which are jurisdictions that have their own state renewable energy targets. Mm -hmm. We think that with a strong, ambitious Victorian RET, um, our state can be a safe haven for the sector. Um, we can attract jobs, investment, and start tackling climate change. Definitely. In the, and that would be great to hear what the voice in the of the valley from the Latrobe Valley community will have to say about that on tomorrow's rally. Absolutely. So the rally, could you give us a little bit like when, where? Sure. So the, the ban onshore gas and grow renewables rally, mm -hmm. um, where we're taking our positive message to the Victorian Parliament House. So we'll be gathering on the steps of the Parliament House on Spring Street from 11.30am tomorrow. Um, we're going to have speakers kicking off around quarter, quarter to the hour. Um, and we'd love to have a nice big crowd um, for our photograph at quarter past 12. You know, obviously, you know, we're trying to send a big signal to the parliament that we expect politicians of all stripes to back, you know, a positive vision for our energy future. The more people we have coming along tomorrow, the better the chances that we'll get a good outcome. That's a brilliant idea. It's also like great to have all this politics going on board in this rally so we're not going to see like a type of a battle between them and that's going to be smooth for all parties no one's going to lose their face absolutely so thank you very much Lee Lee you're part of the Lee and you're the Yes to Renewable campaign coordinator we spoke about the coming announcement by the state of Victoria regarding a potential ban on coal seam gas thank you very much mate thanks Colin So we're going to play a quick community announcement and we'll be back to talk about the health impact of coal seam gas and coal with Kate from Healthy Future Campaign. So stay tuned. Culture gives our life meaning. Without it, we suffer. This is evident amongst displaced Indigenous communities all around the world. For the past seven years, we've been working with Indigenous people to develop a program that enables communities to utilise their culture as a means to reduce long-term poverty. Right now, we need your help to raise much-needed funding to get this program off the ground. Make a tax-deductible donation of $50 and receive an entry ticket to a family-friendly day of live music, food, festivities and a chance to win $2,000 cash. The event will take place on the 5th of March at the foothills of the Mount Macedon Ranges. You have an incredible opportunity to help us achieve our goals and impact the future for Indigenous peoples. For more information about this project and to purchase tickets, go to www.asworldsdivide.com. Friends of the Earth is a 3CR supporter. 
And you're back on Dirt Radio, a show sponsored by Friends of the Earth. You're now with Colin and Kate. And don't forget, tomorrow there is an important decision regarding the future of Victoria. We might be on the right track to ban coal seam gas from Victoria. So come and support it on the steps of Parliament, 11.30 a.m. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? Good. How are you, Colin? I'm very well, thanks. So, my my big question was like, what about the health impacts of fossil fuel? So, you, Kate, you're a doctor at the Royal Melbourne Hospital, yeah. and you're concerned about health effects of climate change. You're also the co-founder co of many health associations in Melbourne, and especially Healthy Futures. This is a not-for-profit organization that empowering the health profession to take action on climate change. Did I make it right? Yeah, perfect. Sweet, thank you very much. You look like a really well-informed professional, but could you explain more the role of your campaign? Yeah, so Healthy Futures is an organisation that's engaging health professionals, students and supporters to take action on climate change. At the moment, our main campaign is getting HESTAR superannuation to divest from fossil fuels. Uh, basically, we're health professionals. We're spending every day trying to uh, get the best health outcomes for our patients and it doesn't make sense for us to be investing our money into superannuation companies that invest in the fossil fuel industry. The fossil fuel industry causes uh, global um, contribution to global warming uh, and it also causes local health effects in the communities that harbour these fossil fuel industries. In your experience, did you have to face health problems related to the fossil fuel industry from Victoria? Yeah, so the communities such as the Latrobe Valley in Gippsland, there are local health effects associated with the combustion of fossil fuels um, and also the fracking process um, for, um, for coal seam gas extraction. So there's exposure, particularly in coal seam gas, there's exposure to chemicals that uh, get into the water table that leach out into the soil that's used for food production in agriculture and also uh, the diesel emissions from the machinery that goes on, uh, the particulate matter that can cause kind of lung disease that is a result of the mining process and workplace incidents such as chemical spills. Uh, so that's coal seam gas and then there's the open cut mining which causes... Um, kind of respiratory disease, particularly in children, uh, that's been seen in the Latrobe Valley. Uh, so that's all very concerning. Regarding the fire, what happened like a couple of years ago in the Latrobe Valley, uh, do you still have to, to help and to support the community up there? Definitely. There's uh, The Voices of the Valley are a community group who are working heavily on this. So they... Uh, they really worked with government to get the health inquest um, and that proved that there was eight or so deaths associated directly with the mine fire. What the community is hoping for now is further support from the government by having uh, specialist health professionals come down to the area to help with the ongoing health effects that are caused by mining and incidents related to mining such as the fire. Uh, while a transition is still being pushed for by the community in liaison with government. Yeah. 
what's the best way for us like to support your campaign and to to look after the to look after the impact of fossil fuel yeah so there's a couple of ways uh Healthy Futures itself is running a petition for the HESTA campaign. So health professionals, students and supporters, anyone who wants to help us with our campaign can sign the petition. We also... Could we find this petition on your website? Exactly, okay, yeah. Okay, so we'll talk about the website a little bit later, but just yep. quickly, it's www.healthyfutures.net.au. Correct, yep. Okay. Um, donations are also very helpful for assisting with the campaign but also attending things like the rally tomorrow are going to be crucial for building people power and showing the government that people really care about this um, and that it's a really important issue affecting people today in our community as well as contributing to global warming and affecting people in the Kiribati and Bangladesh. Do you think the health profession have a direct impact on uh, politics when you're trying to lobby them? I think health professionals have a very strong voice in the public. They're mm -hmm. trusted, they're respected, and I think <clears throat> for good reason. I think they're concerned about the health effects of fossil fuels, and I think the public then put pressure on the government um, to make changes and develop better policy. So voting is an important thing, but I think public awareness is quite important, and that comes down to health professionals advocating on this issue, just like we did with tobacco and asbestos in the past. In the past, I remember one of the campaigns called Burger Up, when the health professionals have been uh, doing some um, street jamming and graffiti, a lot of uh, billboards all around Melbourne. Is it some <laughs> type of the strategy you're doing at the moment? Or? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't actually heard of that. It sounds very creative. It's from the 70s. Okay. <laughs> um, it sounds very effective. So... I mean, that's one strategy that, um, or one tactic that can be used is, you know, art, is visual displays, um, getting the information across. But there's a spectrum of tactics that you can use. So um, there's nonviolent direct action, and then there's visiting your MP. There's then <clears throat> raising awareness within the health professional by giving presentations. Uh, and there's campaigns with a specific strategy and a goal. Um, building power to change the key decision makers, um, their position. So there's a variety of tactics and that sounds like a really fun, creative way to engage people, that particular campaign. I was just, you said the uh, nonviolent direct action at the beginning also, and I mm. just was talking with one of my friends. She looked after a bunch of doctors who locked on at Alert State Forest um, last year, maybe the year before during Act Up 2. Did you, do you have anything like planned like that? Do you think uh, you, some of the doctors going to go at uh, the bat returns or it's just happening in uh, next week? Yeah, I was actually there at the lead. Um, yeah. And it was really effective, uh, just really getting awareness out there that health professionals are con concerned enough to travel interstate and to give up their uh, time to be there um, to make a statement. So I was really proud of, you know, everyone that um, attended that. With the HESTA campaign that Healthy Futures is running, we do hope to plan a public action. Um, so it's... It will be respectful, but it will be gathering people to show Hester in a visual way that we, we're not happy with the negotiations so far. Um, we want them to step up to our asks and um, we'll be getting media around this. 
too. And it's so important as uh, as an activist to have um, a strong support from like the the medical corps because it, you well respect it, mm -hmm. and you're not just bunch of ferals are doing uh, a lock on and I reckon um, the media attention will be much much more much more present yeah I think everyone that engages in non-violent direct action it's you know it's a brave thing to do and it's yeah I really respect people who do it um, it is one tactic as I say there are many other tactics and Healthy yes, Futures is happy to um, be as effective as we can yeah when did you start this campaign The Hester campaign started about nine months ago. Yeah. And um, how's it going? It's going really well. We've spoken directly to Hester. Um, they've said that they would like a bit more time to discuss within uh, the Hester board what their um, kind of movements will be, which gives us hope. In the meantime, we're building the numbers on the petition. <clears throat> so we have approximately 200 signatures on the petition. Uh, and we have approximately 20 uh, active volunteers at the moment working on the campaign. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's... and then we're hoping to have a public action, depending on what has to come back and say to us, uh, probably midway through this year. So we hope to win this campaign by the end of the year. <laughs> That's very ambitious. That <laughs> would is. be amazing It to would. see a superannuation really divesting finally from fossil fuel, and yep. especially a superannuation made for doctors. Yep. That's really important. Do you have anything to, to add, something you, an announcement you would like to make? Just thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, and Healthy Futures is very excited to be a part of the rally tomorrow. Um, and we're happy to help out with the climate movement and the fossil fuel, anti-fossil fuel movement as much as we can. So feel free to contact us whenever if you see an opportunity for us to help. Nice. Thank you very much. So you're a doctor. You co-founder also for a not-for-profit organization called Healthy Futures. We talked about the impact of fossil fuel in the Victorian community and how you're trying to make the superannuation divesting from fossil fuel. So could, to find more information about Healthy Futures, we can go on the internet under www.healthyfutures.net.au and uh, we need to sign the petition. Great. Thanks, Colin. <laughs> It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. So a little bit uh, quick information about what's coming up. You can meet the family at the Sustainable Living Festival from the 6th to the 28th of February. So check out the website at www.slf.org.au. That's a great sustainable Uh, festival and we can you can learn a lot of things about everything roughly don't forget today's rally today we this is melbourne stand for sanctuary we help refugees not to be deported so take action now and meet at the state library at 6 p.m tonight it's really important they're going to deport like people who've been living here in australia for a while there is plenty of kids babies and we cannot let them doing something like that so we need to to stand up strong and to work for their right as well and another rally tomorrow to support a ban on coal seam gas and a big group on renewable energy in victoria we're going to meet at the parliament step tomorrow at 11:30 a.m we're going to have liberal is going to speak first time liberal speaking at um Friends of the Earth 
rally. We're going to have Labour. We're going to have Greens. It's going to be really interesting. Thank you very much, guys, for popping in the studio today. And we will follow all your campaign really closely. Also, thank you very much for the listeners listening Dirt Radio. And let's catch up next week for more grassroots campaigns. Don't forget, Dirt Radio is affiliated with Friends of the Earth, Melbourne. You can go to the website at www.fo.org.au and support or kick-ass campaigns with a donation. Now, stay tuned with 3CR for Black Block coming right up. And we are going now to listen to a classic by Madeleine Hudson called Monster Truck. Bye-bye. <laughs>